Hi, I'm Jennifer Zollett. And I'm Larkin Bell. Welcome to our podcast, A Brighter Lens. This week, we chat with Keely Cope Suddeth, a Texas born and raised actor, writer, producer, and director now living in Los Angeles. In 2013, she co founded the award winning independent production company Bob Billiams Productions with her husband and creative partner Micah Suddeth. Keely's original projects have become official selections of Tribeca Film Festival in 2018 and 2020, and won awards like Best Series at LA Indie Fest and Sunset Comedy Series. Keeley's latest project, Backsliders, is an official selection of Tribeca Film Festival 2020, which obviously looked a little different this year. She tells us about the project and about what is coming up in the future for her. Check her out at BobBilliamsProductions.com. Also, we chatted with Keeley way, way back at the beginning of quarantine, so we thought she might have some updates and checked in with her again. So we've got two conversations for you today. Enjoy. My name's Keely Cope Suddeth, and I'm a filmmaker. I'm originally from Texas. I grew up in the Bible Belt, and I've been in LA now for, gosh, it's been seven years, which is crazy because it's just flown by. Um, and over the last seven years, I originally moved here as an actress. And um, as I'm sure you guys know, you don't just show up and have Hollywood open their doors to you. Um, so I started taking classes. I've been acting since I was a little kid. I've always been passionate about that aspect of storytelling because it's what was familiar to me. I became involved in community theater when I was a little girl. Um, But in LA, I started taking improv class and storytelling classes and sketch and writing and really finding my voice. And my husband and I started creating things together, uh, probably 2013. It might've been 2012, I don't remember. Um, and it's we a lot of our work is semi-autobiographical. We explore themes of our relationship, and our latest project is called Backsliders, and it's an exploration of our religious spiritual roots from growing up in the South. And we kind of, in an experimental way, uh, show some very intimate aspects of our relationship and our attempts to kind of reshape the stories that formed us if they're not beneficial to us anymore, Um, specifically religious stories or um, beliefs that we were indoctrinated with. And um, our web series uh, got accepted into Tribeca this year, which is really exciting. And they did some really cool things for us in the online space because, you know, we're quarantined. Um, And yeah, that's a little bit about the project. It's a shorter form series. We have about 13 episodes total. We have two out online, three were programmed at Tribeca, and we plan to release one a month, um, but we're going to hold the ones that were selected in hopes that one day there will be a festival and we can see them on the big screen. That's awesome. Yeah, we really enjoyed watching it. And we're wondering if you had a favorite memory from creating um, Backsliders and, and the process of pre-production or shooting or post, any, anything that kind of stood out to you. Yeah, our whole process with Backsliders was so fun because for the first time we um, 
got the most experimental with our work. So we made another show called Home and we shot it in 2016 and that was programmed at Tribeca 2018. And that was a show that had a, uh, a how do I say this? Our goal with that was to prove that we could do episodic and that we could write, direct, produce and be the showrunners of a show with characters that have arcs and with other characters and filming outside of our home. Uh, but with backsliders, we wanted to pare down and just see like, what, because we fund our own projects, we're indie filmmakers, what can we do on our own with as few people as possible in our home with uh, the slimmest crew that we can have. So that was the most fun aspect of that was just every time we did it, we filmed for four weekends over the last year. And I believe we shot another time in uh, 2018, but over 2019, we shot over four weekends and we would do two, oh my gosh, it's been so long, I can't remember. I think we shot four episodes in a day, which is crazy. Um, so that was really fun because instead of having a script that we are married to and workshopped and did rehearsals and readings for, my husband and I, because we act together as well, we wrote them and then decided to kind of throw it away and open our scenes up to improv. And the whole process was really fun because it was kind of, for us a way to throw everything away and figure out what would happen in the present moment, uh, exploring these themes that we are interested in. So I would say the funnest part was just seeing what we could do with as little resources as possible. We're always interested in like creative collaboration and partnership. And I'm wondering if you could just speak a little bit about what it's like collaborating with your husband. And I know you guys started this production company together and just kind of what your process is creatively together in this. I feel like we're constantly learning and with every project, it's a little different, but um, we, it sounds so cheesy and corny and I almost hate saying it, but we are best friends and we, we met in a creative environment. So we met when we were cast in a play together in a small black box theater production in Austin. And as soon as we met and started rehearsing and acting with each other, we knew that we wanted to keep making things together. And over the last, gosh, we've known each other nine years and I'd say probably seven years we've been making things together. Um, that has evolved over time. So normally we, we just collect data from our lives. We'll just write down, oh gosh, that was such an awkward situation that I was in, or oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that, or here's a, a funny thing, something someone said to me, or our families are also very dysfunctional, as I'm sure most families are, but we, we mine our lives for inspiration, and we, I love note cards. We write everything down on note cards and kind of store them. And then once we've kind of figured out what theme we want to explore, we look at all the note cards and, and try to chart out a story. And from there, uh, we work on a cork board and try to put them in some sort of order. And we'll each take an episode to write. And then we'll switch episodes and we'll do rewrites and we'll read it out loud, um, which is always so helpful. And um, so that's our writing process and write, directing is always, it's different depending on the project. Micah, he was homeschooled. He's very technically intelligent. He can figure out most things. Like he, he grew up like taking apart cars and things. So he's more like the technical dude. And um, I'm very like unorganized and kind of all over the place. And I definitely, I feel like there's a robot in his brain and I don't have a robot in my brain. So it's always fun <laughs> for us to like 
figure out how to get those things, those different aspects of ourselves to work together. And sometimes we fight, you know, we, we actually get it out as quick as we can so we can move forward. Um, so I'd say the most challenging aspect has just been balancing like our relationship side with our creative side. Um, we started our production company, it's called Bob Williams Productions, uh, just so we could continue to make things together. And uh, at first it was just projects that we did write, direct, and star in together. And we've had some other directing opportunities and collaborations come out of it. And every time with every project, it's a little different. Um, for example, we directed a kid's YouTube show last year for this uh, channel called Brat TV. And um, it was starring kids that were in high school. I have a lot of experience nannying and kind of learning how to work and get things out of kids that maybe they don't want to do. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of took over the like coaching the kids with their acting and Micah was making sure because we were moving so fast that um, all of the technical aspects and that our cinematographer was very clear on what we wanted. So we kind of, it's a balancing act and it's a little different with every project, but we're always figuring it out. We're writing two things right now and it's, we're like, still learning how to work together and not take things personally and not take notes as a personal attack. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that, yeah, that's always a journey, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's complicated when you also like know and love this person and you want them to think you're intelligent and they're like, this is, what is this? This is not a human line. And you're like, oh no, but we, we definitely strengthen each other. So that's really great. Yeah, it's so cool to hear about your process. Um, and speaking of, you know, the current the current moment, what is keeping you sane creatively in quarantine? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I grew up in kind of a chaotic household. I was uh, my parents split up when I was four. And my mother's bipolar, and so there were a lot of ups and downs in my childhood. And I just turned to creating. I, when I was very young, I was involved in community theater. When I would go visit my dad, I would spend the weekend like locked in the computer room watching tapes and typing out the dialogue and the lyrics to the songs so that I could remember them and perform them, if only for myself. And I feel like looking back, that was me just simply trying to survive. Creativity has always given me a passion and a purpose. So right now, while things feel so scary, and so there's so many unknowns, I've just been reminded of that, that I can always come back, take some deep breaths, and figure out what stories I want to tell. Right now, I'm, I'm writing a feature film. Um, it's me and Micah's first collaboration with another writer. Um, and he's also been our mentor over the past few years. We've done a lot of research for his films, which are a lot of time based on historical events. Uh, and to me, it's just been a huge source of calm and peace to be able to work on my note cards, my corkboard, put on some meditative music, and step away from this world while also knowing that hopefully the story that I'm trying to tell will reach others and make us all feel connected. Um, so yeah, I would say it's the it's the feature film that I've been working on that's been giving me the most peace and kind of purpose right now. Micah and I also are still releasing Backsliders. We have a podcast as well. And that's been also awesome, as I'm sure you guys can relate, just being able to talk 
with people about things that you love and the things that connect you. Um, really, we're all just searching for ways to feel less alone. And I love that the way that stories and filmmaking provide that for people. Awesome. Um, before we jump into our lightning round, uh, where can people both listen to your podcast and see these episodes that you are releasing for Backsliders? Yeah. Um, so all of our episodes for Backsliders are on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Bob Billiams Productions. It's B-O-B-B-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. It's like Williams, but with a B. And the story behind that is Micah and I wanted to give our production company a name that made us feel powerful and like we were more than two people making things in our apartment. And I feel like it worked, even though it's very hard to explain. <laughs> um, our podcasts are on available wherever podcasts are available, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can also follow our production company on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at the Bob Billiams. So then, yeah, we end every interview with our um, lightning round, three, two, one action. So you can just answer in a word or phrase. Um, so we'll start with three, your favorite or most influential film. Big Fish. Two, dream person you want to work with. Britt Marling. One, best advice you've ever received. Nobody really knows what they're doing. Just make some moves. Nice. And Action, where can people follow you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Keely, K-E-Y-L-E-E, Makes, Keely Makes. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, if you search my full name, Keely Cope Suddeth. I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really active uh, at Keely Cope. And that's where I hang out. Awesome. Thanks. Online. Thanks so much for chatting with us, Keely. Thanks. Thank you for having me. This was a, a great excuse to put some real clothes on. And I'm honored that you guys had me on. I love the platform that you guys are creating and the space that you're giving women who are, you know, telling stories and making films. It's just cool to have a space to turn to when you want to hear from other people who have, you know, been creating things and maybe learning or overcoming problems that I haven't yet faced. I just love learning from people. So I really appreciate um, you guys and your podcast. Thanks oh, so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you. And here is our check-in conversation um, many months later about her project, Backsliders. It's been a while. We You were actually our first interview at the beginning of quarantine. So that's so wild. It is wild. 2020. We're still here. And it sounds like you maybe have some things to update us on from what we last talked about. I do. It's so weird how much can change in a relatively short amount of time. So my husband, Micah, and I have some cool updates about our project Backsliders. So the version that was accepted into Tribeca is a, a web series version. And I didn't talk... Um, at length about this in our previous recording, but it's actually development for a larger show that we've been dreaming up, which is a half hour that we're setting in Texas. So our web series is mainly just like a microcosm of what my husband and I's relationship would be in the show. Um, but the larger show is set in Texas, it's a half hour, um, and we pull in some of the themes of our lives as of the last few years dealing with a parent that's terminally ill. And anyway, long story short, we're now developing this half hour with Sharon Horgan's company, Mermaid, 
which is crazy because Sharon Horgan is amazing. Like absolute goals, dreams, love everything that she's ever had her paws on. So we're very excited. <laughs> yeah. And for us, it's like, we've been working on this project for like two years, but really like we started our production company and started making shows with the goal of one day working alongside other people in TV. So this is like one step closer and it's just pretty surreal. That's amazing. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about how Sharon and Merman like came to discover your work and how that whole collaboration started? Yeah. So, um, Mermaid, which is a sister company to Merman, I get them confused a lot. So I probably said the wrong one, but they work in tandem. So Merman is the original production company by Sharon Horgan, and they've just started a new one that's um, focused more on the digital space and helping lesser known creatives kind of incubate their projects and that they hope to then go on and sell to bigger networks. They have a first look deal at Topic. So right now we're preparing to pitch our half hour show to Topic. And then if they pass, we'll go on and go out to other networks together. So um, the development executive actually had lunch with our manager, um, Mike Griffin and Paul Young of Make Good Content, which we originally connected with because I essentially wrote Paul a love letter like uh, in 2018 when we had just made home because I loved so many of his clients work. And I just really admired how he seemed to believe in filmmakers' true original stories and like shepherding their unique voices in their projects. So I, I did something like people tell you to never do, which is like write a long email. But I was like, maybe he'll read it. And he did. And we connected with him and he watched home. And he actually, Paul, was uh, a really big encourager in us making what is now Backsliders. He's like, you guys really are talking about religion a lot. You're talking about God. And we're like, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, lean into that. You're not afraid to do that. So, so um, Mike had lunch with a development exec and she's like, yeah, I'm looking for a show about, you know, I'd love to make a show about um, a couple having to take care of a parent and I'm also really interested in religion right now. And he's like, oh my God, uh, my client actually is making a show. That's exactly that. So it was just kind of a little perfect magical moment. That being said, like we've had our pitch deck and we've had the shorts for like two years. I mean, we've been making more and more, but we've gotten a lot of rejections. So the fact that it was just right place, right time, Sharon Horgan's company is looking for this was just a cool magical event that had been many years in the making. So then um, after I did the podcast with you guys, we did like a general with her over Zoom. And she's like, guys, like I did a deep dive on your work. I watched a lot of your new shorts and I checked out the pitch deck and I'm just in love with what you guys are doing. And Sharon Horgan's company Mermaid believes the same thing. Like let's let artists tell their stories and like how can we cultivate the best environment for them to do what they feel called to do rather than trying to make it I don't know, like network appealing, like they really want to show imperfect people, subversive content, like what's the real raw thing that somebody feels like they have to make. So it's kind of a perfect storm. That's so cool, Keely. That's really, really <laughs> exciting. I just feel like yeah. such a cool example of, I mean, going from a web series to now this is like, not everyone makes that leap, but that's obviously like a lot of people's goal when they're making a web series, you know, to, so to see that yeah. happen is really exciting for you. That's, yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> like we're, we, we feel very grateful because, yeah. you know, 
I, I listen to this podcast and you guys have an array of filmmakers from like very experienced award-winning to people just starting out. And so if I could speak to anyone who's just starting out, I just want to encourage people to keep creating like however you can. We've made most of our projects in our apartment, but <laughs> you know, it, like bare bones, just trying to express and like find our voices and what we felt was most true to us and most fun. And now so many years later, like it, it really is paying off. And I think that we can lose sight of that, you know, day to day comparing ourselves to other people like, oh, I'm so far away from that. But if you keep showing up and have like a vision for your dreams and, and look to other people who've already done it, who are saying like the same thing, like just keep making however you can, like don't give up and some, you'll meet someone, something will take off and it'll seem like, oh wow, overnight, this is so different, but you've been building it all along. If you build it, they will come, you know? Yeah. And I think also like to what you said about like you had everything prepared, you had your pitch deck, you have your shorts, like you've been making it, but also you've been very specific in the way of like preparation and building that part of it out too. And not forgetting Mm -hmm. about that kind of like administrative side of it, I guess. Totally. And like you, you kind of have to, or there's an opportunity to do both in this day and age. Like Creating on your own, it's so easy to make things and to make web series, but at the same time, when you have the opportunities to meet with people higher up in the industry, they still want to see a pilot and they still want to see a pitch deck, even though, I mean, it's awesome that you can show them your your vision completely played out in the form of a film, but we also had to have those things prepared, which we felt a lot of imposter syndrome while we were writing the pilot and building the pitch deck um, because we had never, simply never done it. Um, at that scale before but you're right like the fact that we had it all kind of perfectly ready and assembled when the time was right and now the time is right and somebody is helping us shepherd it to the next phase is is really um cool I sound like a broken record but it I'm very excited and it's weird because it's such a dark time but I think that's life you know we found out we were getting into Tribeca when like my husband Micah was in Tijuana taking care of his dad, like his dad had just fallen. So it was like, I I remember that moment a lot because it was such a high finding out, you know, that our work was being rewarded and acknowledged in such a low because we were dealing with a terminal illness and something very challenging and scary. But I mean, I think that's life, that's 2020. I hope we're all finding like some moments of peace and joy despite all the chaos and and all the unknown. I think that's such a beautiful thing that stories, films, and and creative work can give us kind of a light at the other end. No, totally. We have to like celebrate any win right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm like excited. Like it's a win that happened for us. Like that's, I think it's great. Like, yeah, I think, um, yeah, we just got to celebrate that. especially in the realm of like creativity where, you are, you know, put, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, and I I have um, a personality where I tend to be very hard on myself, but my husband really tries to encourage me to, like, celebrate the small wins. And uh, I'm trying to do more and more of that. And I think all creative people, especially artists, especially, you know, if you're working in an industry like the film industry where, like, there are less women, there are less people of color, there are less people from different backgrounds, like, we have to celebrate our progress because we can't get distracted by all the things, all the glass parts of the glass ceiling that we haven't broken yet. Like every day you can move forward and find something to be 
happy about. We're alive, you know, we're breathing. That, that's a win right now. <laughs> yes. This is true. We are alive. We are breathing. Got to celebrate every day. Yeah. <laughs> Just like for fun, I'm curious, what is the last thing you've been binge watched in quarantine? Oh, that's a good question. And I'm really excited about it because I had only seen like one billboard and didn't know that much about it, but it was um, on Becoming a God in Central Florida, starring Kristen Dunst. I know, I it, it was kind of like a sleeper. It's on Showtime. I think I watched it like on a free week through my Amazon subscription, but it is really fun. Kristen Dunst, or Kristen Dunst is very uh, amazing. She plays like a single mom living in Florida and has to do with MLMs. It's just a wild, funny show. I'm gonna check that out. Cool. All right, adding it to our list. I didn't yeah. know about that show. Cool. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for checking in. Like, yeah, this had just happened like a few weeks before you emailed and I was like, oh my God, yeah, we actually do have some updates in the world. Yeah, well, we're excited to see Backsliders um, as a TV series. So cool, so cool. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for doing what you guys do. Mm-hmm. You can find us at abrighterlens.com and at abrighterlens on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at abrighterlens at gmail.com. You can download the show wherever you listen to podcasts and on Apple Podcasts where we'd love it if you left us a review. Our theme song was composed by Jesse Nelson. Our logos were designed by Meg Cafferty. Our associate producer is Elise Welch. A Brighter Lens was created by Jennifer Zollett and Larkin Bell.